the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're still here after an hour. They haven't run us off yet. Uh, and you can still see us. It's not foggy in here, but it sure is outside, so do be careful driving this morning. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We had a, a caller from Alamance County that we didn't get to in the last hour, and they they didn't um, hold on, so please call back. We'll get to you as soon as possible. Sam McKeever is the manager of the State Farmers Market, and he's with us today. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Hey, today is Monica Woods' birthday. Yeah, it surely is. Yeah. We, oh boy. So she's out shindig. celebrating somewhere in the yeah, fog. We had a little shindig for her here uh, Thursday at lunch. So, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, my actually, my oldest daughter, uh, her birthday and Monica, they shared the same birthday, so I, I have to be on my toes. Yeah, you got to remember that yeah, day. I got to be on my toes come come March twenty seventh. Ah, big dog gone. Well, happy birthday to you, Miss Monica. So, uh, are you able to um, move around the property there because of the fog? I know it's uh, probably a little visibility limited. It is. Uh, you know, even from my office, it's, it's it's pretty limited. Once you get down to the farmers' building, looking down that way, it uh. It's still quite foggy. It's, it's starting to lift a little bit, but it's 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 hanging around. Yeah, it sure is. That uh, warm front moving back up from the south, I think, is probably what's causing it. And we may have some messy weather on Sunday. And I'm not sure about today. We just uh, we'll just have to see if we keep our fingers get a little crossed. rain <laughs> some today. But at any rate, what's uh, what's under the farmer's shed? Good eating. Uh, yeah, you can find all kinds of good eating under the farmer's shed this morning. Um, starting to get a, just uh, a little bit of asparagus, just starting. Uh, um, I think we'll have much more next week, but that that's it's, it's, it's that time of year, so that's that's getting started. Uh, we've got some tunnel-grown uh, strawberries and tomatoes, uh, Brussels sprouts, see cauliflower, uh, plenty of winter squash, acorns, uh, butternut and spaghetti squash, uh, see onions, red and white potatoes, carrots, broccoli, uh, Swiss chard, all kinds of greens, uh, kale, mustard, spinach, turnips, uh, collards. Uh, of course, sweet potatoes are a staple out here year-round. Um, beets, uh, mushrooms, cabbage, lettuce, uh, honey, salsa, uh, pecans, peanuts, and then we still got uh, some firewood. Still got some cool nights here and there. Yeah, apparently we're going to have 30-degree uh, temperatures next week, a couple of nights it looks like. But. Okay. So yeah, you can still you can still get you some firewood out here. Um, so and then of course we got 
plenty of plants coming in now. Uh, we got, I think, maybe three more plant vendors to come in, and they'll all be here. Uh, and I think they'll be in next week. So uh, some of the things you can find in there are all kinds of trees and shrubs, uh, some, some beautiful hydrangeas down there blooming, camellias, uh, cherry trees, uh, saucer magnolias um, down there blooming, uh, all kinds of herbs and perennials, uh, bedding plants, vegetable plants, fruit trees and bushes, boxwoods, hanging baskets, ferns, uh, houseplants, succulents, and we got some, uh, several of our cut flower vendors are here this weekend, some beautiful cut flowers. Uh, if you get yourself in trouble with your significant other, you can, you can come get you some cut flowers and maybe that'll help. Send Mike out there, Pam. I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're, he- we're here to help. That's right. You are. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, at any rate, uh, there's a lot There's a lot there under the farmer's shed to uh, to eat and absorb and, and uh, just, just walking around and looking at the walking food and answering questions. Yeah, the the uh, walking around foods up in the market shops where we'll go next. That's right. Uh, go to the uh, market grill, get you some walking around food. Uh, they got breakfast. Uh, of course, they got a they got this thing called a Rufus dog. Yeah, up there that, yeah, it's, it's a catching work of, on. It's a work of art. It is a work of art. They really uh, they're really artistic with their their uh, their food plates or, or uh, meals. So. Uh, yeah, they they do a good job with that, and they taste good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, uh, what do they serve for breakfast? Do they have anything unusual? Um, they do have some unique, uh, some unique, some unique items. Of course, they got your traditional breakfast items as well. So yeah, they, they uh, but they they do some unique stuff as well. So uh, be sure to uh, try some of their, some of that stuff out. Yeah, definitely creative people there. Yeah. And uh, if you want coffee, boy, you got some coffee out there. We do. Uh, just right across from the grill, we got a uh, three, two, one coffee, uh, and and they do a great job, and they have a huge following. It's it's amazing, uh, and uh, they work with uh, folks with Down syndrome, and and they work give them a job, opportunity and a job. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a great thing, and and uh, we we uh, fully support them out here at the market, and, and they have a lot of support in the community. Well, uh, what else is is there to enjoy? I know there's there's cinnamon bread. Uh-huh. Yeah, cinnamon bread, and you just you just smell that when you walk in the building. I can smell it now. Yeah, um, and they can see they got apple jacks, lemonades, oranges, um, uh, all kinds of pastries and uh, dessert items like cakes and pies and things like that as well. Um, of course, you got local seafood, bringing in fresh seafood. Uh, from North Carolina, and uh, so uh, be sure to check them out. Um, got North Carolina farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses. Um, like I said, we got several meat vendors in there, and we got old-fashioned candies, drinks, um, jams, jellies, preserves, barbecue sauces, um, North Carolina wines, uh, Chatham Hill Winery. We got uh, North Carolina hammocks and outdoor furniture. Uh, all made right here in North Carolina, so uh, uh, they have a lot of neat stuff, a lifetime warranty on their furniture, so uh, be sure to check them out as well. Mm-hmm. I got a great big ice cream helping the other day there, Sam, and it, it was really good. Uh, I got butter pecan. Butter pecan. 
A butter, I better say butter pecan. Butter pecan, there you go. <laughs> better get right here. There you go. Well, that's yeah. what we would have gotten at Ward I'm Drug Company get, in yeah. Nashville, at Nashville yeah. uh, Drug Company. That's what we would have gotten. So, yeah, uh, unique place, like an old country store. It even smells like one. So, that's right, that's yeah. right. So you got some great restaurants out there in addition to the to the uh, Market Grill, the famous uh, farmer's market restaurant is there. That's right. We've got the state farmer's market restaurant. And heck, well, uh, once the fog clears, it might be a nice nice day to sit out on the patio. That's right. That's way up on a hill. You might not be able to see it this yeah, morning yeah. or see each other. Yeah, you might have to have a foghorn or something <laughs> up there. Up there. But, uh, um, but yeah, the great country cooking. Uh, they open up at 11, close at 3 p.m. They serve breakfast right up till uh, 3 p.m. as well. Uh, gr- uh, a lot of great... Uh, Food choices up there as well. Uh, they give you a, 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 a typically their uh, dinner plates or uh, a meat and two vegetables and a dessert and a drink. So, uh, and, but they have other items as well. So, uh, and then of course you mentioned the uh, North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. Uh, great seafood, give you plenty to eat. Uh, they kind of do it Calabash style. They open at 11 a.m. and then close at 8 p.m. And uh, is that still all outside seating? Right now it is. He is talking about since things are improving with the COVID front, um, possibly adding some uh, tables and chairs inside. He does have chairs, uh, picnic tables outside. Yeah. So he, he he's he's talking about that. He just he's being cautious. Um, yeah. Trying you know sure. trying to keep everybody safe. That's right. So uh, also we got a full full building down below the seafood restaurant at our craft shed uh, building. Uh, you got Millhouse Engraving. Yeah, we did a little business. Uh, my wife and I did uh, got getting something made for the church, our okay. church, and uh, they do. We that's the second thing we've gotten from them uh, for our church, and they they just do a stupendous job. Yeah, they they there's it's it's really uh, it's it's just worth if you're even if you're not in the market, just worth by seeing yeah, by and seeing what all they have out there. Beautiful uh, stone. It's amazing. Yeah, sure is. Comes from uh, the mountains of North Carolina. And a lot of other things uh, under that craft shed too. Yeah, we got uh, urban spices. They sell all kinds of spices and and mixes for uh, for cooking and preparing foods. Uh, we got several uh, folks that make uh, sauces and barbecue sauces. Um, we got kettle corn. Actually, I'm pleased to announce they're going to be opening back up. Uh, they've been closed during the COVID pandemic, but they're going to be opening back up here in the next week or two. So, so we'll be happy to have them back open. Uh, we got lemonade down there. Uh, probably next week or the next, we'll have some tropical plants uh, up there at the craft shed as well. So uh, all kinds of craft items up there. So uh, be sure don't – don't. and then right back behind them, of course, we've got the Hunter Pork Center. Uh, great pork. Uh, basically, pork, anything you want, they have it. Uh, so, Except uh, the squeal, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I love their uh, link sausage, um, but uh, let's see. We got what else we're missing? Uh, Super sod. Uh, they're they're really picking up the, uh, this time of year. Um, still probably doing some cool season sod, and and warm season is getting started here too. So uh, they're busy, uh, and they also sell soil, lime, fertilizer, uh, pine straw. Um, so you, you can kind of take care of your whole yard right here between Super sod and the plant vendors and. And then if you're looking uh some pottery or, or wrought iron or something for your yard, of course we got market imports at the very top of the hill. Um 
they have also have water fountains and home, all kinds of home decor. So uh, really neat place to go check out. Very good. Sim, do you grow a garden at home? I do. I do. Well, have uh, you planted have, anything yet? I have not planted anything yet, but I did get my garden prepared this past week. So uh, I'm 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 getting ready. So uh, what what did you do to prepare it? Prepare it. <laughs> well, actually, what I I have a I built. This is the first time I've done this this year. I built a large raised bed. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I got I got it filled uh, with some good soil last this past week. So, but anyway, I'm nothing compared to what these folks out here at farmers market do. But uh, it is. Uh, so I'll see. I'll see what I do this year. I, I, I might have to get me a booth up here at the, at the market and see what I can sell. I don't know. Hey, I don't know <laughs> if you have time for that. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'll be able to do that. But. Uh, uh, so anyway, but no, uh, I, I, I I dabble. I guess. You you're gonna grow tomatoes? I am. I'm gonna get me a few tomato plants. I might have to go visit Gerald Adams down here at the market. Yeah, he's he's out there today. He is. He sure is. So uh, I'm gonna have to see. He's got all kinds of uh, tomato plants. He's he's the com- tomato guru out here. He is. He's he's got he's got a lab. I mean, it's kind of like Frankenstein's monster. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. If you want to talk about a tomato, he can talk about it. He sure can. Mm. Even though he went to Carolina, yeah. Well, we 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 know our tomatoes too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always always uh, a pleasure talking to you, Sam. You take it easy, buddy. All right, y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, thank you. You too. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. And if you're getting your garden ready, maybe some black cow, the mature manure would be good. You know, the warming planting season is here and. Now's the time to get your garden ready, at least the soil. Make sure you're getting your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. You can prepare new plant beds with one-and-a-half-inch layer of Black Cow in the area and then mix it into the soil down to six inches deep. Maybe a good tiller would help with that. Black Cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up a bright yellow bag and get growing today. For more details, check out their website, blackcow.com. That's blackcowkow.com. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And some people say it's too long. It's been on the air just too long. One day too long. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know who they are. We ought to <laughs> look them up and see if they've got a lot of sanity left about it. <laughs> Best show in the country. Put a, put a contract out on them. Uh, 919-860-9783. Miss Pam Beck is with us. And, uh, so is Sam from Raleigh. Hey, Sam. Hello. Hey, how can we help you today, Sam? Real quick question. Y'all talk about this a lot. I've got some, uh, shrubs out in front. I call them, uh, they're just boxwoods, just kind of whatever builders put them when they build the house. It's too late to trim them back. But you probably have, uh, Japanese hollies. I would say, yeah, and uh, I, no, this uh, Pam, this is not a bad time to. Of course, 
I don't think they'd be hurt necessarily with those thirty degree temperatures. I don't if think it, so. I think um, they should be fine. You, you, uh, how much you want to cut them back? Oh, I'd love to get rid of them, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, you know, it's <laughs> funny. My wife did. <laughs> they're they're twenty four years old, so they're, they're they're pretty sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. But well, they just hard. Just a few. I I trim them back every year. A lot of times they just do it in the middle of the summer. It doesn't seem to hurt them. No, no, no. The summertime's uh, they're they're actively growing then, and that's when you would would normally do it. And you can do it uh, now in early spring, couldn't you, Pam? Okay. Yeah, and summer pruning actually will help keep the plant lower longer. If you do winter pruning, it stimulates growth, mm-hmm. and so the summer pruning is preferable. Now, if you're seriously talking about you know taking them down, getting rid of them. You can cut them to the ground, cover them up with something, whether it's landscape fabric or what I prefer is just cardboard and lots of mulch on top. And if anything um, sneaks around the side of that or if you have a dormant latent bud on a root that breaks through and starts trying to grow a new holly, just you know, cut that off when you see it coming. But you can get rid of them and put something else in there if you're yeah. really serious well, about they're, it. Uh, they're, they're root, they've got a pretty strong root ball root system, so it'd be more they do. Well, I need to send my wife over because that's what she did with with our foundation plant. She I came home one day yep. and she had dug them up. Been threatening <laughs> well, to do yeah, that for years. I'm happy, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough thing to do, but if you want to try to keep them in control. You could do a little light pruning right now, but if you're taking them down, say, uh, you know, a half size or something like that, no. you might you might want to wait, a, you know, a couple of months. So if I want to do some serious you, pruning, maybe late till late spring, early summer. Right, right. That that would okay. be preferable to really try to keep them under control. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate. But if your there's help. any. Yeah, anything damaged, diseased, um, or if you, like I said, if you just want to do some light pruning, if there's some wild hairs that are growing out, um, yeah. take those off anytime. But if you're doing the, the serious, I, I'd wait a little bit longer. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate your help. Thank you, Sam, so much for calling. You bet. Take care. Bye. Yeah, those uh, Japanese hollies are uh, at least traditionally in the old days or were used as foundation plants by contractors and so forth so that's probably well, they look like boxwood yeah, yeah that's they really do yeah. yeah uh-huh uh, so he's he's gotten some good years out of them i don't know yeah but we, we gave us a chance to redo the foundation and with lots of different plants not just you know three or four side by side on either side of the the entranceway as as many houses uh, have so you, you can put all kinds of stuff out there um, 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF so we put uh, lithium and um, some really low growing camellias and i think a prince charles Prince Charles Gardenia. Uh, Gardenia. And a very, very slow growing, weeping type uh, lace leaf uh, Japanese maple. Wonderful. It's kind of a focal point. So we, we had a really good time with that. So that's, uh, that's you something know that you could Prince do. Prince Charles 
Yeah, well, that was developed locally. That was developed. That's right, down in Siler City. Down in Siler City. Yes. That's, um, Everybody Stark needs that. Somewhere like that, yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll be yep. back uh, after the news here on WPTF. Talk more with you. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, I guess we better say something. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and uh, Rufus Edmonston. I'll say something. Something. Oh, it's a great song. Frank Sinatra says one of the greatest love songs ever written, George Harrison. Uh, Pam Beck is with us. So glad, always glad to have Miss, Miss Pam. Uh, here. Thank you. It's a delight to be here. It uh, really is. I'm glad. And and uh, Phil Campbell is going to call us uh, here in a few minutes, I think, and that'll be good. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. So, Pam, there are, there are, so, are you doing any trimming, any pruning right now? Not right now. Um, it seems like what's really gotten my attention is um, trying to keep some weeds pulled out of certain beds in the garden. Uh, like one of the callers who called in earlier today mentioned chickweed is abundant and yeah. vigorous. And <laughs> it's, Very it's vigorous. So, yeah, <laughs> that was being kind, wasn't it, Anne? Yes. <laughs> they call it vigorous. Um, but... Yeah, chickweed is uh, not my friend. Uh, just mainly, I leave a lot of, of our native weeds up for the insects that are breaking out right now, especially the little bees. Uh, it does not bother me at all to have white violets in my lawn. Uh, I embrace the clover. Uh, it feeds the bunnies and it feeds some bees and stuff like that, too, Um but uh, there are certain beds I'm just trying to keep a little bit cleaner, a little bit neater, and so that's that's what we're doing. But uh, not necessarily a lot of trimming, unless I'm seeing old damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were telling the previous caller, anytime you see damaged wood, uh, be it a broken branch or something that looks like it's uh, been uh, hit some way by hail, for those of you who had that hailstorm come through, you might uh, need to do some light trimming there. Yeah, a lot of people want to prune this time of year, uh, just like our last uh, caller. And you know, you run into trouble sometimes with spring flowering things. So, well, that's the problem. Is you could you could prune off uh, something that you were hoping to to see bloom. Uh, right now. Things are leafing out like Dutzia, which is another old-fashioned shrub, um, Coquitzia, which is the old beauty bush, uh, even our beauty berry, our calicantha, the sweet Betsy that, that Rufus mentioned earlier. If you prune those now, you'll be missing those late spring, early summer blooms on them. It, it's really a little too late for those. But for things like the Forsythia and the quince, and all those that we're seeing flowering now, as soon as they stop blooming, that's an ideal time to do some pruning on those. So after your spring blooms are done, cut them back then. Uh, same thing with the daffodils. For those of you who are growing bulbs and you want them to come back year after year, after they flower, you can cut 
off the flower heads. Deadhead those flower heads by taking that stem all the way down to the ground. Don't just pop that, that seed head off of it. Go ahead and remove that stem and let that foliage stay up until it, it declines on its own. But do get those flowers off, and that way it will send more energy back into the bulb if the plant doesn't have to send the energy into making seed and flowers it will go into the bulb and the bulbs will divide better and you'll get a better display next year. Now, I, I see some some folks tying their oh t- tying yes, it into little yeah. bows and and knots and and things yeah, instead I, of trimming. You know, it's it's all of us embracing our inner Martha Stewart, you know, we want <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a lot of work to me. Rufus, do you do that? Do you tie your daffodils? Do you, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, okay. I just no, wanna... it's not good for them. Um, if you uh, read anything written by bulb growers, they cringe when you mention this. This is something that um, people with, I think, a lot of time and, and creativity want to do something cute. But um, no, don't make ponytails. Don't braid them. Let them die back. <laughs> uh, There's nothing I hate more than saying something and people cringing when I say it. So I will not. I will not mention that to anyone again because we may have made somebody cringe. No, just a minute ago. You just, you not just never show, know. No. Okay. Yeah, no cringing on this show, among other things. Mm-mm. All right. So don't don't get out there and go wild with pruning right now. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something happy. Yesterday, uh, Linda and I found a five-leaf clover. Uh-oh. Now, does that, <gasps> no kidding. Does that mean something? I don't know. I've never seen oh. a five-leaf clover. I haven't either. Um, you didn't have any radioactive waste dumped in your yard. No, I, that, we, we, we don't live anywhere near one of them. <laughs> okay, good. Good white, good white clover five-leafer, and I've tried to preserve it. According to Wikipedia, five-leaf clovers are less commonly found naturally than four-leaf clovers. However, they, too, have successfully been cultivated. Some four-leaf clover collectors, particularly in Ireland, regard the five-leaf clover, known as a rose clover, as a prize. Okay. So maybe you need to preserve that somehow. Well, I'm going to put it in the Bible. That's well, try, and try to put it in the Bible. You know, that, that's an old-fashioned thing to do. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, press flowers. And you can press a lot of flowers or leaves that are special to you. And, and if you've got some wax paper, Rufus, if you'll take a piece, a little piece of wax paper and just, bent, just fold it and put the clover inside that, it won't stain the pages of the Bible because sometimes... You'll find an old book that's got um, it almost looks like mold or stains or something yeah, in there, and yeah, that's good, from pressing. A, that's a good suggestion. Flower a leaf. Now, yes, this says a four-leaf clover is universally accepted symbol of good luck. However, a five-leaf clover is said to attract extra good luck as well as money. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. See. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna put my whole investment strategy behind it. <laughs> I don't know. Sit down with your financial planner and talk five-leaf clovers to him. <laughs> See how the market is with that. Phil Campbell Buy is a lottery uh, ticket. Phil Campbell yeah. is with us. And uh, if, Phil, you ever found a five-leaf clover? Um, actually, uh, yes, I found. I 
I love finding four-leaf clovers, and I can find a lot of them. And I have found uh, five-leaf as well. Yes. So um, You need to train your chickens to find them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you doing okay? You doing all right, Phil? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, so just just busy. It's been one of those been one of those mornings. I've been up here since right around six o'clock and trying to get everything squared away for all the ladies and guys that are doing the potting right now. Um, it's been a different year. What are y'all potting? We're, well, we're just potting annuals about as hard as we can. Um, we've had difficulty getting soil in, as has everyone. Uh, we have a soil potting. shortage? Uh, there yeah. is. There's not such a soil shortage. There's a shortage of, I'm not sure where it is. Um, some people say it's drivers. Some people say they couldn't get the peat light, um, perlite in to put in the soil. Um some people, I mean, you know, they want to, everybody wants to blame it on somebody else. That's I know what the problem is. It's that, that big ship out in the Suez Canal. <laughs> that, uh, all That's that container exactly ship. It. <laughs> all that soil there. Before that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're going to make it in the, in the scheme of things. Uh, everything's going well. We'll probably be maybe on some things. I always say we'll be a week late, and then it always turns out that everything's ready on time. But, um, you know, I saw this morning, I don't know if y'all talked about this or not, because I've been running outside, um, that it's going to be down to 30 towards the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, well, uh, Pam mentioned that early on, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. a little disconcerting. Well, I told someone just yesterday, they were... They were a little upset, one of the landscapers, because I didn't have any annuals yet. And I said, you need to get some of these pansies that we got on sale and be happy with them until about the second week in May. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We are going to have another freeze. And he said, I don't believe that. I said, okay. <laughs> well, tell him to look in the book, which says that uh, the last average frost for this area is around April 15th. Exactly, exactly. Tell him everybody knows that, but him. Well, yeah, well, but see, they get all excited when the trees start blooming and things like yeah. that. They see see flowers coming out, and they think they ought to have anything they want there, but it doesn't work that way. Just enjoy your pansies. and Yeah, time to calm down. Don't have any. We've got them on sale for $5 a flat. I mean, that's... Okay, that's oh, my goodness. By the way, those, uh, <coughs> those quinces that you gave me... Uh, Phil, are just beautiful. The, the, those those little, things are awesome, aren't they? Yeah, we we talked about some quinces this morning, uh, mm-hmm. and I I have a lot of people that say that they have never seen the salmon colored one. Well, I got that from right. you some time ago, and I I don't know how common they are, but it, it's a beautiful little shrub. Well, it's it's a new one that came out uh, from Proven Winners. And so we uh, we're just glad that we grew those out because they're just we still got some and they're beautiful. They're they're starting to show really good color now. Um, I, I might mention a few things that we got in this week. Please do. Uh, we got in some of the blood good Japanese maples. I got some really nice things in from my friend down at Panther Creek, Allen, and he had the he had some blood goods and he had some of the. <laughs> I don't even know how to to meet to how I don't know how to say this. Tamukiyama. 
We've talked got, about that this morning. Ham yet? We got those. Yeah, we got, uh, yeah. We got some some of the red bud, the sources, the red bud, pink pom pom. I got some merlots. Got some um, Jane magnolias. I'm not sure. Yeah, I got a few of those left, and I got some Wonderful. ruby falls. And I think Good. I do have a few <clears throat> ruby falls left. Yes, we do. Um, Doctor Denny Warner. Another yes. truck came in and brought a ton of camellias and. All kinds of shrubs. I think he had 130 or 40 some pieces on there. So we are fully stocked up right now wow. with uh, plants, and and it looks really pretty around here. Um, the Chinese redbud. Oh, listen, I've never seen. I think I've never seen my Chinese redbud look any better than it does. They they They're when they look good, boy, they are the the prettiest, and uh, they do yeah. look. Mine mine looks really nice now, and I've had it for thirty years, I guess. Well, mine's been out there a good twenty 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 two years, and um, I'll tell you something else. I I mean I've I've never seen the. There's a lady across the street. She actually did not plant these, but the lady that used to live there planted. The um, I, I don't even know what kind she put in, but she's got the lower petalums in over there. Oh yeah, and I can see them from here, and they're probably fifteen feet tall and in Ooh. full bloom. Yeah, they are. They're really looking good right now. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because you know we had the the cooler weather and then had just a few warmer days, and right. everything's just popped out. It sure has. You got time to stay with us till <clears> ten o'clock. I do. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a break, and we'll come back and talk to Marianne and George. You know, if is your lawn looking a little ragged from the winter critter damage? Have moles dug tunnels in your lawn? Have plants been devoured by voles? Are you ready to give up on gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. End the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent has a super strong formulation that's effective and easy to use. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. Did you know that many products that kill moles and voles can have an undesirable effect of killing other animals too? But not I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you peace of mind that won't be an unintentionally poisoning any animals, birds, or uh, pets. I Must Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle area. Look for I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent in the Big Orange Bag at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Tony Ace Hardware in Youngsville and Homewood Garden Center in Raleigh. Also, at uh, Phil Campbell's place, Campbell Road Nursery. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents, deer, rabbits, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from I Must Garden repellent. Earth-friendly, people- and pet-friendly, made right here in the Triangle area. I Must Garden. We'll uh, talk to Mary Ann and George coming up here on WPTF. It's 949. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. 
And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 953. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Uh, Pam Beck is here. Phil Campbell with us uh, for a few minutes. Mary Ann is in Raleigh. Mary Ann, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? We're great. How can we help you today? Well, I looked outside and saw my lawn. I, I saw that there was snow on my lawn. Here's yeah. Chickweed. And I just heard you talking about chickweed. And uh, how the, I do have the professional um, treatment uh, folks to come around and remove it, but it is really bad this year. Is this all over the state or what? What's going on? You know, I never remember, and I, maybe I just uh, just didn't notice it. I didn't... In, it this came to Raleigh, I think, with Fran, Hurricane Fran. I think it blew, brought the seeds up from somewhere, because I don't remember seeing as much of it until then in this area. I don't know. I'm probably probably that didn't make a lot of sense, but I've heard other people say that. Uh, Pam, it's it is bad this year. No doubt about it. It is, and um, I'm I'm not surprised, Marianne. It's uh, it is funny to look out on your lawn and see see little tiny flowers everywhere. But there are a series of little wildflowers that will start blooming early. And um, earlier we had the little salt and pepper type um, wild weeds out there, and now the chickweeds are coming on, and and the violets. I've got uh, white wood in white field violets out and um, then after that the clover will come on out but it all serves a purpose and and um, I do understand that chickweed is edible and it is good to give chickens uh, Phil do you give any to your hens well my all of my uh, hens are are out in the like running wild here so mm-hmm. they um, they pretty much get what they want <laughs> <laughs> That's the good news. Yeah, they they like to pick the tops off of any kind of of uh, the mm-hmm. wildflowers and weeds and grasses and things. So they, uh, yeah, they're they, they're pretty happy campers. Now the bad thing about the bloom is that that means that uh, seeds will start no, scattering, yeah. start scattering yeah. more, and you'll have more of this next year, Marianne. Oh, great! <laughs> I yeah. know the birds like it. They'll sit in the in the area and just munch away. Yeah. Yeah, I had it treated, and uh, it was a day that they came in the morning, and uh, right after that, it rained, and I, I yeah, it's not a good idea, right? No. Well, it's 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 better if you don't have it, obviously, and better if you get rid of it before it blooms. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we'll try our best to get rid of it. It's pretty. It looks nice. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's different. That's right. It's green and white. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> fills in the areas. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I enjoy your program. Thank you, Mary Ann. God bless. <laughs> bye bye. George is with us in Sanford. George, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can we help you, my friend? I called you a couple of years ago about grapevines. Uh huh. I had. I got a place. Big, uh, bought a place, and it's got grapevines that had not been tended in maybe 30 years. They were like 20 feet tall. There were briars in them. There were trees growing up in them. There were honeysuckles. And they gave you some really sweet, tiny grapes because they're just turning into wood. So I asked you questions about them. You said, you know, trim them 
in the winter time, and so I waited for winter, and I called a guy who was supposed to be a person who could do grapes. And he didn't do anything the first year. And the second year, I asked him about them. He didn't do anything. And this winter, I got my butt on my shoulders and got me a pruning uh, mechanical probe, a hedge trimmer. There you go. And went into them. <laughs> I, I cut off about three feet away from the, the, the trellis and watered, watered them up and made wreaths out of them. Made a bunch of them. Gave them away. Oh, how nice. Well, anyway, anyway, I went out there and started checking on it this weekend. And what is not wood uh, and, and is dried up and dead and all this mess that I can eventually this winter cut, summer cut out, start identify it. It's starting to bleed at the end before I cut off. Right. That, that happens. Yeah. What do I do? I don't know that you need to really do anything, Phil or Pam. I tell you what, Mike. Um, he was breaking up real bad and sounded like he was way away from me. He said he uh, had uh, had closer to me than uh, than it is to y'all. So grapevines, yeah, Pam. Uh, what was he asking? Grapevines. He has grapevine and he had trimmed them pretty uh, drastically, and he said they're bleeding a little bit now. Is that going to be a problem for him? I don't think so. Um, I, they they always do that. Um, when did he just trim them, though? When did you trim them, George? Uh, January. In January. In ja- oh, he should be fine. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I so- sounds pretty normal. When should he be getting some green growth? Uh, really, uh, no, probably no, no, no. Um, after this. Well, it's going to take grapevines a while. Probably after this cold snap. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We'll... Um, if it starts to warm up some more, I noticed this morning. Let me walk down to my grapevines. I noticed this. We only got about tw- thirty seconds. Okay, my fig trees uh, are coming out this morning, so let me run down here to the grapevines. Well, don't run. That's no, okay. All right, I'll be all right as long as I don't fall. Yeah, we got about. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we don't that. Won't, yeah, we got about fifteen okay. seconds. I was just going to tell him. Yes, mine are starting to. No, that was that was raindrops, fog drops on them. It, mine haven't even started to show any green at all. Yeah. So he should be fine. You should be okay, George. Okay, okay. Take it easy, buddy. <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Good luck with those. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Phil, thank you so much, dear. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. You take care. Y'all, y'all, uh, y'all have fun. All right. Okay. We'll try. Bye. Right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.